I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Uh, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I am George Faust, as always, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Karaski Melvin. And tonight we hear from UL javelin thrower Maria Bienvenue on what got her into the sport, her relationship with her coach, and the technical aspect of throwing a javelin. Yeah, the Nationals she got to compete in. Hey, plus, uh, out of our first and ten summer series, it continues, and we're going to hear from the head coach of the Acadiana Wrecking Rams, Matt McCullough. But first, Cajun baseball, two Cajuns earning postseason honors. Julian Brock, the catcher for the Cajuns, and Cooper Rawls, a pitcher for UL, part of the 2023 ABCA Rawlings NCAA Division I All-Region Teams. Announced Wednesday in all eight regions, Brock and Rawls made the South All-Region squad and helped the Cajuns to a 41-24 overall record and an NCAA regional in Coral Gables. Brock, first team honors at catcher. Rawls, second team honors as a relief pitcher. Meanwhile, college softball, the Raging Cajuns season, uh, noticed and recognized nationwide. Absolutely. UL closed the 2023 season with a top 20 finish across all of the ma major national polls. Louisiana, 50 and 16, 22 and 2 in the Sun Belt, earned its 30th overall finish in the final rankings and 15th in the past 16 seasons, following its postseason run to the NCAA Super Regional Round. The Cajuns were placed at number 15 by Softball America, listed at 16 in both the ESPN USA Softball and D1 Softball polls, and voted number 18 by the panelists of the USA Today NFCA poll. Now, on to Cajun football, where kickoffs, George, they're going to come before you know it. That's right. We're getting ready for it. And we know now know the kickoff for five games already this season. Louisiana will open its season September 2nd against Northwestern State at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Then the Cajuns will hit the road to Old Dominion September 9th. That's a 5 p.m. ESPN Plus kick. On September 16th, the Cajuns face the Blazers of UAB at 6 p.m. September 30th, they go to Minnesota for an 11 a.m. kick. On Thursday, November 9th, Louisiana will host Southern Miss for the first time since 2001. Looking forward to that game. Kickoff set for 6.30 on ESPNU. Other kick times will be announced later this season. We've got much more Inside Cajun Nation ahead after the break. Maria Bienvenu, Cajun javelin thrower who went to nationals, gives us the tea on a good javelin throw. And later we continue to get you ready for the upcoming high school football season. Our first in 10 summer series features Acadiana High and their head coach, the man, Matt McCullough. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. This is Inside Cajun Nation, and right now we're going to head to the track and field. More specifically, joined now by javelin thrower for the Cajuns, Maria Bienvenue. Maria, thank you for joining us today. First question I want to ask, when was the what was the moment you saw a javelin for the first time? For the first time was probably about... 
four years ago was the first time I saw the javelin. Just in the guy who was showing, starting to teach me it um, in his front yard was the first time. What were your thoughts of when you when you saw it? Like before, you did at that moment. Did you feel like you know what? Hey, this might be something I want to do. Um, it took me a while to figure out what the javelin even was. Um, at first, no, I really had no interest in doing it at all. My dad had kind of made me go out there and try it out. Um, I had no clue what I was doing, so it took a little encouraging, a little, a couple sessions with him to kind of figure out hmm, maybe this is something that I'd be good at. Well, it's like one of the sillier things that you kind of, in your road to actually understanding the javelin, probably a little bit of a blooper that you kind of had when trying to learn it. Um, honestly, I'm still learning every single day. Um, probably this past season um, was figuring out how to actually properly hold the javelin. It took this long for me to get to this point, and I was like, I just don't think that I'm holding it right. And we kind of had like an aha moment with my coach, and he was like, I don't know how you made it this far without knowing how to properly hold the javelin. So that was kind of funny. When did you realize that, when was the moment that you realized that, hey, I'm, I could be kind of good at this? Honestly, um, so my freshman year, I kind of achieved everything that I kind of could have, which was very fun. Um, but in my head, I was like, it was still very new to me. I was kind of like, this just kind of has to be like a blimp. Like, there's no way that that actually happened. So it probably took my sophomore year, like starting off that next meet, um, and kind of showing myself like I actually am pretty good at this to kind of realize that this is something that I could be good at. Tell me about your decision to throw javelin here at for the Cajuns. Yeah so um, I had a lot of people help me reach out to Coach Terry and Coach B and Coach Lon at UL because um, I kind of just wanted to get out get away from home and kind of try something new and you know I love the Cajuns and down south so I figured I'd give it a try. Tell me about Coach, um, Coach Terry and the relationship that you have with him. Coach Terry, yes. Um, so it's been, I think it's been very helpful for Coach Terry to kind of, he is a younger coach, and I think that's been very helpful um, because he can kind of relate to us, and he knows, like, there we're struggling outside with school and just life in general. So he's been able to help through that and navigate that and then kind of javelin. And especially since he was a javelin thrower, like it's been very helpful for him because he kind of knows the different techniques and different little weird things he can tell us to get us to do what he wants. What's one of those little weird things that he kind of that he kind of pointed out? I know we talked about the about the holding properly and mm -hmm. everything like that. Was there another like a little weird thing that he saw that maybe you didn't notice? I mean, really, he's I mean, he's taught me everything, honestly. Um, I didn't realize how technical javelin is until I got here. And just the different, I mean, it's just everything, honestly, just the different things with your legs. It's not all arms, it's your back, shoulders, everything. It's just been a challenge, honestly. All right, when learning, when, when doing this, you're talking about the technique. What are you using the most Is it when you're throwing? Is it more with the legs or is it more the arms or the back? Like what, are you, what, part, what parts of your body do you think are using most to really be an effective javelin thrower? I mean, it's obviously everything combined together, but I'm, he's starting to transition me away from it just being my arm because that's kind of all that I knew how to do was just to kind of sling it once I got up there. But it's definitely more hips, like hips, legs, arm all at the same time, which has been a challenge. Um, you were able to make it to nationals. Can you talk about that experience? It's just an amazing experience every single time. Um, 
the competition is amazing. Just to be able to say that you're among the best, being there. Um, everyone's so encouraging. The, my teammates, family, everyone. Um, and just the atmosphere, the environment is crazy once you get to go to a place like that. But things aren't over. What's next for you? Yeah, so we're training right now to for USA's. That's going to be July 6th. Um, we're really excited for that. That is, that is awesome, and all the best to you. Maria Bienvenue, UL Javelin Thrower, joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Hi, everybody. George Faust in along with you. We have Coach Matt McCullough from the Acadiana Reckon Rams. And Coach is joining us for our summer series. It's called the Cajun Nation First and Ten Summer Series. We're doing something different, Coach. This is the, this is the first time we've done this. So uh, we're looking forward to talking about high school football as uh, the summer months roll on here. Uh, and we'll start, we'll, we'll talk a little with, uh, with you about your Reckon Rams. And just uh, thanks so much for taking some time to, to chat with us, too. Appreciate yeah, thank you for having me, George. Appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. And when you look at uh, what the Rams were able to do uh, last season, it's, uh, you know, you guys have a pretty high standard. You expect to be in the Dome every year. And, uh, and, and it didn't work out that way last year. But talk to me about the, the, about the team last year and, and what you liked about uh, your Rams squad. Well, we were young. Um, of course, it was a disappointing finish. You know, I thought we got better throughout the year. Um, good news is we got a lot of experience coming back, um, and we have the opportunity to be good this year. But we were young, and of course, um, it was a disappointing finish for us because, you know, the goal is always to win the state championship or at least have an opportunity to play for it, and, and that didn't happen. Yeah, and, and you know, when, when, you're, <laughs> when you work so hard and you put so much I into a season, I got to imagine when you come up short of what your goal is, uh, it, it's, it takes a couple minutes to get over it, a couple moments, months maybe. Yeah, there's no doubt. But, I mean, uh, you go into the next offseason uh, with the thought process of, of getting back to where you're supposed to be or, in other words, getting a chance to hopefully play for a state championship. And this group, um, I think, is, is, has worked extremely hard. The goal now is to finish off the summer strong and then get ourselves ready for the regular season. But, um, you know, um, the kids were disappointed, too, because, again, we, we, we always expect to have the opportunity to play for state championships, and it didn't happen last year, and we lost some games that we feel like that we could have won. Um, good news is we got a lot of guys coming back. I think, I think it makes them hungry, and uh, they've worked extremely hard in the first part of the offseason. Now, now the goal is to have a great summer. When you look at uh, the summer, the way the summer works out, I mean, uh, I, I know you have workouts and things of that nature. How, how is that going for you? I mean, you guys getting uh, a lot of good positive feedback and, and response from the kids? Yeah, we've had uh, tremendous attendance. Our guys are showing up. They're working hard. We go Monday through Thursday. Uh, we do some different stuff each day, but they're, they're working extremely hard in the weight room uh, with the conditioning. We do some seven-on-seven seven stuff um, and, then, and then some different stuff with the offense and defensive line. But um, – We've had good attendance. They're working hard. Um, they're doing the things right now that it takes to become better football players and a better team. And I think they will continue to do that. Um, and we just got to uh, get ourselves ready to go for August and September. You guys play, and obviously it's, it's one of the biggest districts uh, in the state 
with regards to you know the amount of talent you have. It's I mean three five A. It's the highest classification. Uh, although that's going to change, we'll talk about that later. But uh, it, you know it, it 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 should change anyway. It's it's. But tell me about just the competition that you guys have faced. Uh, obviously, Southside's on the rise. Um, they had a great year last year. Uh, y- you got team Barb's always competitive. Uh, Sulfur's up and down, but y- y- they have the ability to be really w- good. Uh, but just it- it's amazing the amount of talent that uh, that's in that district because it's 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 impressive. Yeah, the district's always tough, and you and you play eight games in it. Uh, you only have not two non-district games, and it's always a war. It's you know we've played each other for a long time. A lot of those teams. You got Karen Crow from this area, Lafayette mm-hmm. High, Southside. Um, then you got the Barb Sulphur and Sam Houston uh, side of it. Um, and then we have a, a strong schedule. We played John Curtis and LCA in our non-district schedule. So you know a good a good regular season schedule always helps you in the playoffs. So our goal is to try to make it as tough as possible, so we can get ready for the playoffs and have a chance to make a run. Um, and that's going to happen again. You know, we got LCA week one and, and Curtis week seven, and then we have our district schedule, which is tough. So um, it, it's going to be fun. I mean, that's that's uh, what what our kids like to do is play against good football teams. So we've got a good schedule again. Yeah, I mean, you guys uh, have have split with LCA, right? Did they beat you all the first year y'all played, and then and then you guys beat them? I think we're two and two. Two and two. Okay, so so that that's an interesting matchup, right? I mean, because LCA is a team that. Uh, is a, is technically I guess they're two A with attendance, but they play up yeah. for four A and, yeah. and so so is John Curtis too. Though. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the that's an interesting dynamic though. I mean, they 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 they're dominating uh, in athletics and they're doing a great job of, of, of building that part of their program up as well. Uh, but what playing team? What do you think of teams like that? I mean, that that are that good kind of the evangel model of the old years well, in the 90s and stuff yeah both of those schools uh, curtis and lsa do a good job of, of uh, in football and, and other sports of, of getting good players and and doing a good job of coaching them up so again we try to find the best teams possible to play so that's why we put them on our schedule um it, it'll make us better um and i thought we uh, played well last year at times against them but we're gonna have the opportunity to play and, and the goal is to win every game we play so. yeah yeah you have lca at home first First game of the year, and then yeah. we go to Curtis week seven. Okay. Um, when, when you uh, talk about your team, what do you like about what you have coming back with regards to maybe skill positions? I know you ha- you've had uh, a lot of talent and a lot of big schools, a lot of D1 guys come through. Uh, what, do, what do you like about what you, what you see right now for, for next season? Well, we got – a, a lot of experience up front on both sides. You know, we've got um, five or six guys that played a bunch for us on the defensive line, four, four guys that, or four or five guys that played a bunch on the O-line. We've got a quarterback back, some, um, a bunch of uh, running backs and skilled guys that have played, some guys in the secondary. We really have got at every level on defense, some guys with a lot of experience and on offense pretty much everywhere around. Um, we got, we're bringing in a new tight end, but we've got um, – some running backs that played a bunch, some receivers, quarterback, and some offensive linemen that played a bunch. So um, just the big deal is experience. And then, of course, being uh, really good up front on both sides is always the goal. We have that opportunity with the experience we have coming back. You guys, uh, the, the offense you run, it's it, no no secret, right? I mean, you guys, <laughs> the veer, veer machine or however you want to put it, uh, 
is is there ever any thought to to maybe going, hey man, let's let's spread it out a little, or it just works so well? I mean, would people just turn around and go, what the heck? If you even thought about that? Well, we got the ability to throw the ball this year. We've got some yeah. good receivers. We are gonna uh, throw the ball um, probably more than we have. We've got some good receivers. We got a good quarterback. Um, uh, even though we've got some good running backs too, you got to have the ability to throw the football in big games. A lot of the big games that we've won over the years. Um, in the playoffs, we've, we've, we've made some big pass plays that helped us win, uh, win those football games. So um, I also think that this year we're, we're a little deeper at receiver, and of course uh, we've got experienced quarterbacks. So we're going to throw the football, um, and then we're also going to have to make uh, some big throws and some big plays in the passing game to win big football games. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, don't go anywhere, Coach. We're going to come back. We'll, we'll chat some more with you uh, as we, uh, we roll on here on our Cajun Nation First and Ten Summer Series. We're talking to some high school football coaches from around the area here on Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Coach Matt McCullough of Acadiana High going to hang out with us for a little bit longer as we come back right here. On Inside Cajun Nation, don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for staying up with us on this Sunday. Appreciate it. This is our Cajun Nation First and Ten Summer Series where we're talking to some high school uh, football coaches from across the Acadiana area. And this is, of course, Acadiana High School head coach Matt McCullough. He joins us uh, this week and uh, to talk a little bit about how great Acadiana High football is because what do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six state championships? Yeah, and, one, uh, six. And looking, looking for more. You've been on the staff for all of those? or No, I have actually uh, was the head coach for the last two. Right. I actually started after they won the uh, the fourth one uh, the year after. So gotcha. Okay. So yeah, for but you were the baseball coach for a while, right? I was a baseball coach for three years, but it was uh, it was 15, 16, 17. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff. Striker Trahan, did you did you? No, coach that was right before me. Right before you. Okay. Yeah. I knew he committed to Ole Miss, and then it made me upset a little bit that he decided to go pro, but that's, I, I let things go, people. I really do. I let <laughs> things go. Uh, Coach, uh, obviously, uh, Acadiana, a rich tradition with regards to, to football and, and uh, had, had some phenomenal, talented players, Allie Broussard, uh, just to name, name one of a, of, a, of a plethora, Jacob Cotrera, uh, just the, the, the list of, that, of, of great talent that comes through. What is it about this area that, that you guys are able to kind of uh, just hone in and, and have the coach those guys up to, to be uh, as good as they are. I mean, I know they got to have the talent, but they also got to have some coaching, right? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of really good football players in Lafayette. As you see, there's a bunch of schools that have some guys that yeah, go sure. off and play. Um, we have the opportunity to, uh, where our administration has done a good job of giving us a bunch of coaches. You know, I think we have 16 or 17 varsity football coaches, which is a big deal for our kids. Um, a lot of those guys are bought into the school, bought into uh, – making those kids better football players and better students. Um, so that, that's a big part of it too. But again, you have to have guys that, that, are, that are great athletes. Guys of that caliber have to be great athletes, great students to get to that point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bunch of different things. And I also think there's a bunch of good football players in Lafayette. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, one of the cool things, I've been here a while, uh, over two decades, as we were talking about earlier, uh, 21 years I've been here. But I, one of the great things that I've seen in this area, because I worked in Mississippi for uh, about five years uh, in Lake Charles, the crazy thing about this state is the coaching in this at this in the high school level in the state of Louisiana. The high school coaches seem to be so uh, in tune with what what makes their program really good. And I think it goes for your program. Uh, I think uh, Louis Cook does that uh, all over, uh, all across the state. There, there's great coaches. Um, where, where is that the case? I mean, you've uh, you've been around too. I mean, you, is that the case? I mean, uh, I know Texas has great football. Mississippi, I think, if you you're comparing Louisiana to Mississippi, I think Louisiana has better high school football, uh, better than uh, Louisiana uh, or Mississippi, Alabama. I, in the region, I would think Louisiana has some of the, the the top high school football coaches and athletes. I agree with that. There's a lot of good coaches throughout the state of Louisiana. And of course, there's a lot of tremendous athletes. I think per capita, we have the most athletes that go on to college and, and go on and play uh, in the NFL in Louisiana of all the states. Right. Um, and besides that, you've got a lot of guys that are, that are, are bought in and, and do a really good job with their programs. You mentioned a few of them, but there's a lot of good coaches throughout the state. There's a bunch in South Louisiana. There's a bunch in North, of course, in the New Orleans area. A lot of them do a really good job with their program, do a really good job of developing their players, of course, being able to win football games, but also making sure their kids are doing the right things and have the opportunity to go to college. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's it's really fun to be able to cover uh, good football. And, and I, I can remember when Drew Alamal kicked the field goal for, for the state championship and, and then you know, he goes on in, in the game of the century and beats Alabama 9-6 for LSU. And, and then we won't talk about that, what happened after <laughs> a national championship after that. But, but, but I mean, the, the amount of talent that goes into college from this area is, is just astounding. And I think it's a credit to the coaching. I think it's a credit to the talent of the kids as well. But uh, I'm very impressed with, with regards to, to, to that and, and the way you guys as coaches handle yourselves uh, all across the Acadiana area. Um, when you talk about the postseason, there's a lot of question marks with regards to that. I, I had a chance to ask Josh Fontenot a little bit about it the last time uh, I did this, and uh, he talked about it. Uh, just curious on your thoughts about how, how you think the postseason. Should they go back to, uh, you know, get rid of all classes, 5A, 4A, and do divisions? I, I, it, it's bizarre, right? I mean, just can, can we figure something out, or is it not possible at this point? Well, I think I don't know if it will ever go back together. The hope is, is that at some point you could get it to go all back together. Right. But I think what's going to happen now is, is I think they found a format that they'll stay with. I do think there's no more classes. It, it, it becomes divisions. There's, if you say classes, there's only four. So when they redistrict, redistrict next year, they got to either go 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A, or it's division 1, 2, 3, and 4, and they'll district that way. Because all it is is 25, the lowest 25% attendance, the next, the next, and then we're in the highest 25% attendance. Yeah. So, I mean, they can fix it. Um, it would be great if it would all come back together. If not, the way they have it now, where you have four classes in both division, is, is something that I think is going to stay because I don't think a lot of those small schools will ever vote to come back together. 
Um, I think this is the best fix that they can do if, if, it, do, if it doesn't come back together. Yeah, it's, but, it, but there's no more 5, 5A. It's really four divisions. It's really a 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A with split divisions. Right, so. yeah, with the select, non-select yeah. uh, aspect. It, it's, it's just it's disappointing, but if they can get to some, you know, some semblance of what it used to be, maybe, maybe that can appease guys like me, old school dudes, no, <laughs> who are who are like, man, I, I, where's the just the let's play it out. I mean, that STM Acadiana game a few years back, I think we were talking about it. It's 2010. Uh, yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. that was an unbelievable atmosphere. It was just that's it, the most people I've ever seen at a, at a high school football game, and then they were there at like five o'clock. Right. So the whole stadium is packed at five o'clock. That's the type of stuff you may be missing out on. But uh, in the long run. I think St. Thomas More may be in that big division, may be in the same district uh, if, 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 they, if they do it the way I'm talking about. Yeah, sure. So it, it may work out anyway. So. That, I mean, it was, it was quite the atmosphere, unbelievable uh, atmosphere. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Really do appreciate you stopping by and chatting and uh, look forward to chatting with you throughout the season. Sounds good. I appreciate you having me. All right. And that's going to do it for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks to Coach Matt McCullough from Acadiana High School. I'm George Faust, and we're going to see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.